You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up, War Report family? We are back with another great edition of the Auburn Express, powered by the War Report. You guys know what time it is. I'm Mike D. I'm here with Auburn memes and random but very special guest, Pablo Escoburner. Right? Did I say all right, Pablo? That's it. That's well, yeah. That's what the app had to formally change to. But you okay. can still go with the Barner because that's the whole play on words. All right. Anyway, find him on Twitter and hit there that follow go. button. Uh, some of the most quality content you're going to see on the Twitterverse, Pablo Esco Burner, and also at Auburn Memes. You know me at Mike Gittins on Twitter, guys. Let's jump right into the conversation here. Spring practice starts uh, in about a week, just over a week, and the quarterback. It's going to have a lot of eyes on it from a fan perspective. Now, we know how it went last year. Auburn did not get a lot of production out of that. And it seems like, guys, we did. We talked about some stats before we started recording. If you can't get a quarterback to about 3,000 yards, you forget competing for a championship. Now, Payne Thorne was supposed to raise the floor to somewhere in between that 25 to 3,000-yard range. It went backwards 1700 yards memes i think you said total from all albert's quarterbacks it was like what 2100 yards yes 21 and change for all i guess it was uh, peyton robbie hank holden and then uh for whatever reason jarquez got a two yard Uh, he did he did get a pass was it for a touchdown did he throw a touchdown yes Uh, i'm making that up i mean i think he threw a touchdown uh anyway uh we want to talk about what Hugh Freeze is going to do at quarterback he proclaimed himself the quarterback guru guys Pablo talk to me man how are you feeling about the quarterback position going into the spring you know I I think uh I feel a little better because it almost doesn't matter if nothing changes as long as you bring some more talent in the wide receiver room it shouldn't be a pretty good bit so all right I I still holding out some hope that we see a better version of Peyton when you've got other weapons that can kind of tap into just getting the ball in their hands. Mm. Mm. A better version of Peyton Thorne and what will be his fourth year starting at the power five level means what is there a better version of Peyton Thorne at this point? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately I think Peyton Thorne kind of like lowered his ceiling a lot last year and I think play calling and game planning probably also lowered his floor. So we'll just kind of have to see with the dice being re-rolled on next season, what that exactly looks like. I am going to say this now, and I'm still kind of under the opinion Now, granted spring practice could change this completely. I don't know how many more games you're winning. If you put Peyton Thorne in there versus like a Hank Brown or a Holden or a Walker White. I think it would be better off as of right now, okay. today's date, late February. Throw, just do the thing with Peyton and then let the younger guys develop. And then next year, we're 
stepping, excuse, or leaping instead of just kind of like crawling. Oh, is this, a, is this a throwaway year, Pablo? Is this a throwaway year? No, I don't, I don't think you necessarily have to consider a throwaway year, but you do need to establish some proof of concept. And if you're getting a better version of Peyton, again, even if he's not necessarily elevating himself all that much, mm. you just anticipate that product looking better when. I mean, think about some of those plays from this season. It's like, you know, between lack of separation and throw, you know, contested catches. It's just like there's a lot of plays in there that good receivers are just turning what looks like a bad completion on a stat sheet into a 30, 40 yard reception. And yeah, that's going to be the difference in the wide receiver room next year. Hopefully they're just ready to go day one because Buddy knows we need it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ASAP. Look, if there was any one guy that's going to come in and help immediately, it's Cam Coleman. For sure. Cam Coleman is a help a brother out kind of receiver. Yeah. Uh, and Lord knows Payne Thorne was a brother that needed some help last season. So yeah. uh, Cam Coleman, maybe a day one guy. Is there another receiver that you've got your eyes on, guys, that may be able to jump in and help day you know, one? Time out. There hasn't been any word on uh, Javaris Johnson yet. Like, he never oh, actually yeah. landed with the team. So, like, I mean, maybe we don't know this yet, but like, will he be practicing with Auburn this spring? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, have you, uh, do, yeah, did you, do you have to? That. Do you have to withdraw by a certain date or what? Like, how's that work? Well, I, mean, I think is he in school at Auburn? I don't know. Like, we don't have media. It's like I don't know if we can ask that. So okay. yeah, I haven't really hmm. followed up on that either. I'm not. That sure. might be something. That might be something we have to start kind of digging up because that could change the complete dichotomy yeah. of this wide receiver room they don't have to take them back like i mean if you freeze can just say no thank you we're gonna move on no 100 percent. but i'm just saying like you're kind of looking at like is it going to be him or jay fair or him and jay fair and then you obviously got old boy from uh was it south georgia roberts yeah yes uh what's his first is it what's his first name oh it was georgia state is it georgia state yeah, yeah. georgia yeah georgia direction. state Georgia State, yeah, some some directional school in Georgia, um, but yeah, like you got you got uh, you got him playing up in there too, just for like new 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 uh, bodies. Uh, there's still kind of a lot of question marks about what uh, what Cam Brown and Coy Moore may end up doing, just seeing how the spring shakes out. So like the story for this wide receiver room, I do not think is like I, I think it's still being written. I don't think the book on how this is going to look between what it looks like starting in spring practice next week versus what's going to field in the fall is there. And I think that's going to be really interesting, but I think kind of what we're saying here is you got a lot of meat in there. And just, if people end up leaving, it's just going to be trimming the fat. So you're working with a lot more than you're working with a year ago, hopefully going to have better concepts and just guys being in their second year, of the system and not learning their way around the buildings as is Hugh freeze, I think can make a huge difference. for. What uh, yeah. Statistically, I want to make this point about Payne Thorne. If he's the guy going, uh, his whole career, he's been a low 60-ish percentage kind of completion percentage guy. And last year, he had the fewest attempts he's had in his three years of starting. So, yeah, so his numbers in, total, in terms of total yardage went down because right. his percentage held true, but you just gave the him volume attempts. <laughs> with yeah. With the worst receivers he's ever thrown to, quite honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see... I have, I have, I have a, I'm going to stand up for the receivers here. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to stand up for these receivers, Pablo, because Do receiver, it, baby. somebody receiver, has to <laughs> receiver lives matter. Not, hey, not many, not many in their corner. Um, in that bowl game, they seem to, to have 
a better relationship with the third string quarterback that came in and just threw passes. Hank Brown's ball play was, was excellent. He's a, he's a slinger. Yeah. I mean, he's a yeah. slinger. And Hell, suddenly he's, he's got the juice there. Camden Brown was having probably the worst day of all the receivers. Yeah. And Hank Brown comes in and suddenly he can't drop a pass. And I'm like, mm, okay, I've been saying this about the quarterback position, right. that there is a flow and a rhythm to the relationship between QB and receiver. And sure. when, and you have receivers that may not be your game breakers. The quarterback has to put the, you know, ball placement is important. And yeah. from a third year starting guy like Peyton Thorne, that's that's kind of why you bring him in, because he's supposed to actually make them better, not the make other way easier, around. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to raise you guys. One. I want to raise you one on that with Thorne, too. Okay. Like you go and you look at it and believe it or not, you, it's funny because it was like, you know, Auburn won pretty handily here, but like the timing like his release, it just almost like he's waiting for those guys. And I talked to some Michigan State people about this. And like, if you go back and look at him in Michigan State, like he had this huge tendency to hold on to the ball a little too long until mm. he was like, for sure, there was some separation. Now, did I go back and watch his Michigan State tape? No, don't care about it that much. I'm just taking words from fans who were much more invested with yeah. Michigan State football. But I even kind of noticed that Vandy game, it was like he was doing some of that too, where I'm just like, why, like right there. And then you're like, why? Oh man, you blew it. Why'd you hold on the ball that yeah. long? And some other people that are a little bit more like it can see the in-depth of X's and O's and film better than I can kind of pass, pass it along to me as well. So a little bit of stolen Ballard for uh, shouting them out for this point that I'm noticing here, but that's something that was definitely a thing that I noticed even some of my untrained eyes. I know people with a lot better of it saw more of that, but I think that's yeah. another part of this too, is just like, he can't be holding on to the ball, like waiting on that timing, nor can he do what he did against, I think it was Georgia when he just shot those knuckleballs in there and just strapped a yeah. bottle rocket to the ball and just let it, let it fly. He's got, he's got, there's gotta be like a happy medium that I think he's going to have to find that he's had tendencies for years now not to. And I will say this, like, and I think we all kind of agree on this, but like, I don't think the job is necessarily guaranteed to Peyton at this point. Like I think, what Ricky Maryland Ricky, probably, man. yeah, I mean, no. Maryland did him dirty. Like that was a bad, that was a yeah, bad I don't time think so. his future. I don't think so either. I mean, I, I don't think it's guaranteed by any means, but I would, I would be surprised to see them not at least start the season, <laughs> even if you're going to bench him soon, like to just start the season with the guy that is the most experienced that's been in the system that started the most football games. And then yeah. if you want to make that change and you give him the fair shake, and then you can, you can shrug your shoulders and say, man, you got your opportunity. It's time to give another guy an opportunity. Okay, hold on, Pablo. Let's let's talk about the schedule then. If if we're going to talk about this, let's let's look Auburn's twenty twenty four schedule. Right, um, is is a schedule that should produce, in my opinion, a four and O record after the first four games. Now they open with Alabama A and M August thirty first at home in Jordan Hare Stadium. They have a Cal team that they already beat at Cal that's coming here. And uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, we took their quarterback and, and now he's playing receiver yep. <laughs> here at Auburn. Um, New Mexico is the next one. Now, uh, hopefully they can break the New Mexico curse. It was New Mexico state last year. Um, hopefully those guys don't talk. <laughs> and uh, then you have Arkansas who was absolutely reeling last year. So uh, they'll be Sam Pittman and Travis Williams be trying to get them right. Uh, but, I Which is also at home. That's right. 4-0. I mean, you, yeah, you should win yeah. all those. Right. That's four straight home games to start the season. My question to you is, 
How far into this do you go before you make a change with Peyton Thorne if he's not playing up to standard? And mind you, if you ride the whole four-game stretch out, he plays like shit, but you win, and then you pull him, and then you got to throw somebody to the Wolves versus OU. And that's what I don't want to see. They won't. So uh, if if it was to happen, here's exactly what I think would happen. I think you could possibly see a 4-0 start, even without elite quarterback play just I mean the team should just be better Mm. and then you've got the Oklahoma game and then you go to Georgia if you can't show that you can compete in those games with those teams you pull him after the Georgia game and you have your off week following that and then you set up a new starting quarterback and you have an off week to get your starting quarterback the extra reps that's going to replace him so you're going to give a thorn six games well I mean I'm saying if you're four and oh Okay. Going into Oklahoma. I mean, you're not going to bench him going into Oklahoma. Yeah, I just, I just, I guess my point is, is, is that like, if you wanted to ease one of the other guys that don't have a lot of experience kind of like into the starting job, you got a, like a bunch of cupcakes up front. Maybe but that's obviously well, conditional well, upon how the, Peyton's playing at the front, though. So it's kind of two different conversations. Well, yeah, here's yeah. the question. What if he's like, what if Auburn, let's use that 4 0 scenario here. What if Auburn's like 4 0, but he said like, 450 yards, 60% passing, got a few interceptions up there, maybe like one or two. T- you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not hit. Like, the, the team has just willed their way to victory. Not really anything he did. So you're kind of sitting there and you're like, yeah, Auburn's 4 0, but man, quarterback plays not really dicey. Correct. Yeah. 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 I mean, you that, could, that's you where could I was going. Do it. Yeah. You could. Yeah. That's kind of where I wonder, like, because I mean, how many games? I mean, you look at it, and you're like, how many games did he throw? But I don't think he would yards? throw. I don't think you would throw the new guy to the wolves against Oklahoma or Georgia though. as his first start. Yeah. Right. Honestly. Right. If you go that, my point is if you go that far with them, you almost have to wait until the bye week. Yeah. Because, that's what, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm so, saying. so pull him after Cal, if it doesn't look great, I'm sorry. Again, to me, a lot of Auburn fans kind of wanted to reset kind of the timeline with Thorne once he got here. And I'm like, but no, that's you brought him in because he's supposed to be an experienced guy that you didn't have to start from square one with. Like, now you've got true true quarterbacks in the room, and you have a top five quarterback freshman also. Like the 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 voices are going to be way too loud. Loud, if he's not performing. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. He's not early on. Yeah, pull him absolutely. Because because my thing is like when it was looking bad from the start for him last season, you know, I blew the like I blew the whistle on that really early and I call hell for it like after okay. that Georgia game I was you know I'll be honest I was kind of tweeting through it and I was putting Peyton <laughs> on blast and you know everybody was coming after me like hardcore and I'm like do y'all not like how are y'all not seeing like exactly what I'm seeing here it's it's the Georgia game and the student hadn't passed for over 100 yards except against Sanford and UMass. Yeah. And then he does it against LSU, but gets 102, gets 100 against Ole Miss. Like, y'all kind of see the pattern here. It was just like, but uh, there was enough at that point in the season last year in the Georgia game, though. Like, there were enough plays that if the receivers make those plays, like they were there, the receivers Mm. could have also made plays. And he was making plays with his legs that game, too, keeping them in it. Wasn't really turning it over a whole bunch. So it's like, he, he wasn't necessarily, as Cam would say, a game changer, but you know, he wasn't, he wasn't losing the game for them in that game. The problem, the problem is, is everybody saw that Sanford game 
where mm. like he balled out yeah. against, let me remind everybody, Sanford. Sanford. And everybody, instead of like kind of seeing that for what it was, started booging a little bit. And they're like, oh, baby, like he's got his confidence up. Let's ride. And then, I mean, it was just, they fell for the fool's gold. And then when I tried to like, you know, raise the flag on that after the Georgia game, you know, I caught my strays and then, you know, it slowly kind of aged yeah. well. And I wasn't rooting against him. I was just saying like, guys, like, I don't think yeah. he's performance based. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about facts here for a second. In that Sanford game, he was 24 for 32 for 282 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. He had and 11 had, rushing, 11 yeah, carries for 123 yards and two touchdowns as well, too. Yeah, but two see, he got a bunch with his feet. Yeah, I mean, you can argue who the uh, interceptions were. I think one was on him, one was on a receiver or something yeah. like that, or it was like a free I think play. That's right. But I think um, one was, I think one was like bobbled. Yeah, it was like a tip kind of thing. If I yeah, I mean, in the post game, I asked Freeze, and he 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 came to Peyton's like he kind of touted Peyton's numbers in that game, saying, "Well, he oh he, I think he's the first quarterback to get close to 300 yards passing, 100 yards rushing since Nick Marshall or something like that." I don't, I don't know. Like he he was a little sassy about Peyton Thorne at this point, but by the time we got to the bowl game, all that sass was gone. Yeah, no, it he had, had to no, be no sass for that ass. And 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 I I looked at what freeze was saying and i think that my next question to you gentlemen is what does what does competition look like at that quarter at that position this spring and how do fans believe that an actual competition is happening you know because pablo you kind of said it you'd be shocked if he's not the guy just based on experience but what does hank brown or holden gurner or or even walker white at this point have to do to overcome Payne Thorne's experience because they can't just make up three years of starting. Right. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know if anybody if, will have the answer to those questions. Cause yeah, what we're, not there. Do? we're not there in practice. So I'm not sure. One, one quick interjection I do want to have on that mm-hmm. is unlike last year with Hank and now Walker, like these are now Hughes guys. He's yeah. not playing with Harson's guys anymore. That's fair. So, you know, I mean, that was kind of the deal is like, it was sort of like, all right, well, you know, if, if it's you, my guy, maybe yeah. I'll start. The, okay, all right, yeah, all right. Know, I, it, I think there was definitely some of that last you year. You might be that's why he got sassy. Here, yeah. That's why he got sassy. Throw some seasoning yeah, I mean, on this. Let's go. Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, now that you're not seeing this whole deal about, like, these are my guys, I recruited them, I'm seeing the thing, like, they fit to my mold, I'm not trying to fit them to here. Like, it's kind of be a different deal, so maybe will that, and I'm not saying, obviously, Hugh would never go on record and say this, but, like, do you subconsciously kind of judge that situation a little bit different? Because uh, these me, are all your guys now. Brian uh, from the War Report, uh, be, be, be will. He said this going into the season. He was like, "Look, man, <laughs> Hugh Freeze is going to play his guy at quarterback." Yeah, and for sure, yeah, just didn't. Th- I think anybody stood a chance based on the fact that free. You know, Ike says this as well. Freeze has a type at that position. And mm-hmm. um, Robbie Ashford wasn't it. And, right. you know, Freeze is going to go with his type. So, look, I think at the end of the day, my biggest disappointment with last season were a lot of these guys that were the core of the team weren't Freeze's guys. And for them to kind of treat the season the way they did, at least offensively, and mind you, admittedly, by the time that we got to the bowl game, uh, it felt like it was a waste of a year for those guys. And yeah. I did I did not like guys, I did not like the recruiting message 
the we need guys message that that I, in my opinion it crapped on the guys that you have that you needed in the room because eighty percent of your production were from those guys that you inherited. You know what? what uh, who was who was the impact guy that Freeze brought in? On what side of the ball? And either Rivaldo. Impact at receiver, at you know tied, catching the ball, tied in. Ravano, I mean, yeah. Was, I mean, I, I would consider him an impact player for sure. Okay, all right. I mean, I mean you got to understand, like the whole lacked a lot, the, but all right. The body, I mean, the body of work is small. So I mean, you're judging right. this. You know, you're judging this on a much smaller scale. Impact than you is were, relative. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Fair. Fair. Yeah. You fair can't. You can't. You know, it but, can't be like what it would have been like. You, you can't be looking at this compared to LSU last season, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously the attempts were not there because of the where the offense was. Right. But all right, Rivaldo, we got Rivaldo. I'll give you guys that one with an asterisk. Who who else did Freeze bring in that was a guy that Auburn loses more games if this guy's not on the roster? Uh, I'd say you saw flashes with Burton, but like I'm not gonna say it was like a major impact, but like Nah, you could see he, the, he ain't could, winning or losing any more games. <laughs> but I'm saying you could see you could see some flashes of it. But like, yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's not changing. You're not changing, changing the outcome of it. You're not changing the outcome of anything. Um, <clears throat> well, and that's the thing. Like, I don't think. Look how hard you got. Like, but you again, get my point it's, is it's relative. They don't stand, yeah, out. No, they don't stand no, out for sure. No, they didn't. I mean, they didn't really bring in a whole lot of impact guys, off, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But so, I mean, and that's they swung out on receivers, right? They brought so in a lot of guys, though. No, Martiner, right? Martiner, Hook, Hooks, Shorter. Yeah. Like, these and guys, Martiner. for whatever reason, I think that they were – but here, I'm not saying that these guys sucked. I actually think they were victims of the mess that was the system last year. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I don't think for I think any, that hampered everybody, yeah. yeah, Even, yeah including I, Peyton Thorne. Correct. And so that leads me to my last point about Thorne. You know, it, it, if you're listening to this, it may have sound like we went on a 20-minute long, you know, Thorn Sucks campaign. But not all of this was on him. Uh, I think that a good portion of it was the system. Again, you gave him less opportunities to throw the ball and you yeah. and almost expected more production when, by the numbers, that's that's not his game. So you were either expecting some sort of improvement in terms of his completion percentage or you handcuffed him with the amount of attempts you gave him to actually make an impact on the game. Yep. So I, 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 I just want to see them manage it better. Sometimes you have to play to your talent. And I know, guys, I'm saying this as, and this is not my opinion, this is something that, you know, we got sources and, and they've told us this. This staff believes that they won't have the, the roster to do what they want to do offensively until 2025. I could see so, that. So That's- how... How they manage 2024 is going to be super that's interesting. Why, yeah, that's why, honestly, regardless of who ends up being the quarterback, like it has to, it has to look better as a product to sell that sure. concept that you are opening it up. You are going to be able to throw the ball effectively. You're going to have a passing game that's going to get these guys that you just sold everything for to bring in to, here. To stay. To, well, to stay. Exactly. Here's, a, here's another point here, and we said this before we started recording, but – it's got to be said how much of this is going to be scapegoated and or actually legitimately on Philip Montgomery. So I think all eyes going to be on the Birmingham stallions this upcoming season to yep. see like how they're looking 
shout out to those who don't know. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that's where that was where uh, Montgomery has landed. Okay, uh, offensive coordinator of the Birmingham Stallions. They're going to be amazing. Watch that's two time champion. (laughs) That would be crazy. That'd be crazy if they they look like RG three Baylor offenses or something. You know, yeah. Imagine if they three p and Auburn gets like six wins again. Then it's going to be real bad. But I think you got to look at. I mean, there's a few things you got to look at, and I hate to do it this way, but. It's very important right now. I think you and I say that halfway sarcastically, but I legitimately do believe like you do need to look at what happens with the Stallions. And I think you need to look what happens with Robbie Ashford for two different reasons, Mm. because you got to see how much of this was a product of Hugh Freeze or how much of this was just a bad situation he inherited and some staff members that they had to get it right with. Because what happened with Gus is like we saw the stuff with Gus and then like three or four offensive coordinators later, it was kind of like, you know what? like. It's not the egg, it's the chicken. It's the same stuff and, with Gus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think we got to see that here. Yeah. Because if it, it's more the same with Hugh, then it's like, all right, then the problem's more up top. And yep. I think it's a much, whole- much clearer picture. I mean, obviously, you got one year sample size, and this year should change that a lot. So, yeah, I think this year gives you way more of a sense of direction of who we are and what we're going to be. Yeah, I agree. And, I agree. And it's, I don't. I think it's off the record. I don't think the record matters. I think we got to see on the stat sheet. We got to look percentages. Right. We got to look yep. advanced stats. We got to see the just the raw numbers and the development and just the simple stuff like are guys looking better week to week? Are people starting to develop? Is the scheme you know all that? And if you see that, then as Pablo said, I think you feel a lot better about. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the fans have to understand that Auburn is not the only team trying to get better. Other teams are getting better, so it may not show up in the win loss column. I've I've cons- I, this is the hill that I will die on. Uh, and we did a segment where I said that I think the ceiling next year is seven and five. People didn't like that, but I I just yeah, they still don't like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But uh, if nothing, I mean, changes, not far off, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I, if, I think I would probably say eight and four as a ceiling. Uh, yes, a uh, theoretical uh, ceiling, anyway. Yeah, a one game swing, I can deal with that. And I wouldn't crazy. contest that too much, right? But the reason that I say that is nothing, nothing much has changed. You actually have more unknowns going into this season than you had last season. In my book, you got more unknowns. Yeah, like, and you, that's why I think you know, I mean that. That could work to your advantage if the passing game is a good thing. Like if, <laughs> if these guys are ready to go day one, it, it's just opened up a little bit more. You yep. have theoretically everything's easier. You've got faster, better athletes on the outside. Like that's just simply what's going to happen there. And then you're going to get safeties out of the box. You're going to mm-hmm. run the ball a little more effectively. It's going to ease up the pressure. You're going to be able to dictate what you want to do offensively rather than being hamstrung and doing what you're forced to do. Yeah, hopefully. Ideally. I think. Ideally, that yeah, that's the case. I, I just, I wondering. Do I with, think it's going to be a three thousand yard passing season, regardless of the quarterback? No, I don't. Auburn only has two Pablo in the whole history of the program. Yeah, I don't think so. Wow, Jared so. Stidham one, and uh, uh, Stan White, I think. But the bar is so low. I mean, can just a single quarterback get above two thousand yards and? 62 plus percent passing it's 2500 should be the bar honestly think, yeah, when you think, look at the I data 2500 should be the bar to get to like one of those bow seasons where you, you know you hit like 2500 like that that's that's the bar to me too I yeah totally yeah agree with that. you get around there and you have a decent running game you've got a shot in the sec and i think that that's um what a lot of people will be expecting the self-proclaimed quarterback guru and Hugh Freeze yep. just to do. Um, yep. Guys, this is a great conversation. I want to thank you guys for joining me at Auburn Memes. Follow him on Twitter, just like it sounds, at Auburn Memes. And 
at Pablo Escoburner. I say this wrong every single time, but I want no, people to right. know right. it's Esco Burner. Uh, go to Twitter, follow these guys. They're great followers if you love Auburn content. Obviously, you know me. I'm Mike G at Mike Giddens on X. That's it for another great edition of the Auburn Express Power by the War Report. We'll be back with you guys next week to talk more Auburn football as Auburn enters spring practice. Guys, we're signing off. And as always, War Eagle. <laughs>